My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com. I'm Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds. Nick Henyon and Nick Murphy are at the controls. Ben Wilson and Tony P support the show from down below as we get ready to take you through the next hour of golf betting conversation. And Wes, uh, we did the uh, Vegas double dip here the last couple of weeks with uh, two events right here in our own town of Las Vegas. And we've had a couple of new faces on the leaderboard here at the end of the day as well with Martin Laird winning for the first time in seven years at the Shriners and then Jason Kokrak backs it up with his first ever PGA Tour victory hoisting the CJ Cup at Shadow Creek. The 233rd time was a charm for Jason (laughs) Kokrak who's been a quality player for a while on the PGA Tour uh uh, I mean, has had a very good career. I think uh, he had made about $13 million in prize money wow. without ever winning, was one of the leaders in that category. But uh, wins uh, now $1.75 plus million dollars for the best paycheck of his career, and he did it with the putter, uh, first in strokes gain putting. And uh, that's what Monty Montgomery, uh, our guest last week, who's the GM at Shadow Creek, uh, said that who's going to get hot with the putter, and it was Jason Gokrak. Uh, 10.3 strokes over four rounds uh, was eight, about 80 to 1 by via consensus uh, comes back 50 to one this week. So uh, look at where the guys that were the really good butters. If you look uh Kokrak first, Jander Shoffley third, uh, Russell Henley second. So uh, the putting got it done. Uh, Matt and humans and I both had Xander Shoffley had to settle for second. Basically, he just didn't hit enough fairways on Sunday. And uh, on Saturday, he went two over par after he had that eight under. I think he had a three shot lead going into uh, Saturday. So it's like, okay, Fairways and greens, you're going to win this, but he didn't hit enough fairways. And uh, that swing on the late par five at 16 where uh, Shoffley made a bogey, had a long putt to say par, didn't make it. Kokrak makes a par, goes up one, and then Kokrak hits the 18th fairway and Xander does not. So that was pretty much the ball game. 
Well, you uh, called it. Monty Montgomery, our guest in studio last week, the general manager of Shadow Creek. You know, we talked about a lot of different things that are going to make, uh, you know, this course work for a particular player. He specifically cited iron play. uh, But at the end of the day, he said it's going to come down to who can figure out and putt these greens the best. And he was absolutely spot on. Nobody did that better than Jason Kokrak. I've bet on Jason Kokrak a few times, obviously never gotten to the winner's circle before, but he didn't fit this course in my mind when I was heading in because I was thinking about putting and the ties to Augusta. I'm not even sure if Jason Kokrak has ever even played Augusta. He'll be in there in the field this year. Uh, He's ascended now to number 26 in the world, but he was always really known as a very powerful, you know, great guy off the tee with the driver and uh, just didn't make my card this week. But you know, Wes, some signs were there. Mm -hmm. He missed the cut at the Shriners the week prior, but before that, he finished 17th at the U.S. Open. He had a top 10 and a top 15 in the FedEx Cup playoffs, and he just narrowly missed getting into the final 30 at the Tour Championship. Well, he's an excellent driver of the golf ball, especially from a distance standpoint. I mean, you know, obviously Bryson sits at the top and then Cam Champ right behind him, but Kokrak is right up there in the top five. When you look at the big hitters of the game, Matt Wolf, uh, Rory McIlroy, it's always the same guys on distance. So he can really hit it very well and just get, and just got the putter going this week. But by and large, was very solid. Uh, 12th in approach, 12th in strokes gained around the green. So that tells me his chipping game and his uh, short game around the greens was very good. Uh, eighth in uh, tee to green. So uh, Kokrak, uh, your winner, Xander Schauffele second, rounding out the top five. I know uh, Indy Jeff, who appears on uh, VSIN, a former guest of this program on Long Shots and also goes on Follow the Money. He tipped Russell Henley, uh, yeah. who was right in there in the mix. And Russell Henley was a guy I didn't think was really fit because it's like, We've talked about him before. Love him on the Bermuda. Not so much on the bent grass, but uh, he got rid of that in a hurry as uh, he was in contention. So uh, a, a, go- a good tournament out there. I think Shadow Creek uh, was, ver- was very picturesque. It looked really good and uh, played a good tournament. I'd like to see an event out there again. Uh, obviously, this is going to return back to South Korea, though, much like this week's event, the Zozo Championship, will return to Japan next year. Well, I, I hope we do get to see Shadow Creek again, and I love the fact that BetMGM had the odds rolling across yeah. the across the screen. Did it you was enjoy very, It was very weird to see these commentators talk about the odds. You thought so? It was. <laughs> it was. It was very bizarre. So, uh, but you know, credit to them for doing that. I hope it's a fixture going forward. It probably won't be for the Masters, as uh, they're not known to like that type of thing. This is Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show here on Veasan and Veasan.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you, uh, reviewing the uh, CJ Cup that was, and also starting to dive into the Zozo Championship uh, as we preview the upcoming tournament on the PGA Tour. Uh, The Zozo Championship, uh, Wes, will be played in Thousand Oaks, California. You mentioned that the CJ Cup will likely return to South Korea. This is the second straight week we've had a tournament be adjusted as far as location due to COVID concerns. And they will tee this one up at Sherwood Country Club in Thousand Oaks, California. And the temperature, the weather looks just absolutely perfect, especially for the first two days. We've got temperatures in the low 70s with basically no wind. And then over the weekend, it will cool down a bit looks like winds in the neighborhood of 13 to 15 miles an hour on Sunday with temperatures in the mid 60s so that could be a very interesting finish there at Sherwood Country Club and with that let's bring in our guest it is the member guest segment here on long shots 
is a senior writer for GolfChannel.com. He is also a co-host of the Golf Channel's Morning Drive. It is Rex Hoggard. You can follow him on Twitter at Rex, uh, Rex Hoggard GC. That's R-E-X-H-O-G-G-A-R-D-G-C. And Rex, uh, he's uh, trying to make a second appearance. We were supposed to have him after the U.S. Open, but thankfully we were able to catch up with him this time around, and we get him now to preview the Zozo Championship with us here on Long Shots. Rex, Thanks for joining us. How you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Thank you again for appearing on the program. I know we tried to get you earlier, weren't able to connect, so thank you for making time. We really appreciate it. And here on the PGA Tour for the second straight week, we have a limited field, no-cut event, but also for the second straight week, we really have a star-studded field. Now, also, again, it's a golf course we're a little bit less familiar with, more familiarity than Shadow Creek, but give us your impression of Sherwood Country Club. Tell us about the layout and maybe what are the skills sets that uh, this course may favor this week? It's going to be a little bit like Shadow Creek, what we saw last week. I mean, obviously there's some history here. Tiger Woods had his Hero World Challenge here up until 2013. So it was about a 10-year run that he had it here. So there's a couple guys in the field. Roy McIlroy was talking about the golf course today. There is some familiarity with it, but it's kind of leads to the canyons. The interesting thing that I thought that got brought up today is Phil Mickelson, who we all know loves to hit bombs. I guess I got to put that in quote and probably play him some sort of appearance fee if I use the word <laughs> bombs. But he talked about that not really wanting to do that or being able to do that here this week. He actually put some sort of Frankenstein two wood in the bag because he feels like it's better to control shots this week just because of the shape of the holes. He's not You're not really able to air it out like you maybe were able to do last week in Las Vegas. So I think guys will dial it back a little bit, but the other thing is, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about the masters. I mean, that's what guys are going to focus on. If, even if this was, it feels like it's almost like you're in the Florida swing going up to April because everyone wants to talk about the masters right now. And I think it's a really good tune up for that. Actually. I think it's a second shot golf course. It's a Jack Nicholas type of golf course and the, the greens are going to be in perfect shape. So what you're going to see this week is a lot of guys hitting the shots that they're going to have to do in a couple of weeks at Augusta national. Rex, when you think of Sherwood Country Club, obviously the first name that comes to mind is Tiger Woods, considering he won the World Challenge here five times, and he was uh, second five uh, other times, so he's really been the dominant player here, but he has not played very frequently. I know he said he has some back issues. Uh, Do you expect that he'll at least show a little bit well here, or what's your assessment of his game right now? Uh, I would think he would simply because of his record. You pointed it out. I mean, I think he's won here twice. He's been stuck at three or four times. Now, granted, those fields were only 18-man fields, and it was a little bit different scenario where it was a challenge season event, and it was a little bit more relaxed than it probably will be this week. And the fact of the matter is he has struggled this year. He's not played his best golf. I think what we expected at the end of last year, coming off the Masters wing, coming off the win, the Zozo Championship, which was last fall, at this event that's been relocated from Japan to here, everyone had pretty high expectations and he really hasn't met those for whatever reason. And you can say it was physical. And I think with Tiger Woods, that's always going to be where the conversation goes because we've seen it. If he's healthy enough to to practice, to train, to do the things he needs to do to compete, he can, you can still do it. Even at 44 years old, multiple back surgeries. I just don't know if he's at that point. Last time we saw him, he missed a cut at the U S open He's had a month off since then. I followed him yesterday for for nine holes. He certainly looked smooth. He certainly looked healthy. 
but you never really know until he gets into the heat of the battle. And, and my expectations right now are, are pretty low for Tiger. Rex, last week at Shadow Creek, we saw the very fast bent grass putting surfaces, and, and you touched on it uh, briefly earlier in the segment. We're going to get the same putting surface here this week at Sherwood, and they might be even faster as far as the stint meter is concerned. Putting can be very random. A guy might get hot for a couple days. He might get hot for four days. He might get hot for a couple weeks. Do you think some of the putters that we saw do really well last week at Shadow Creek, do you think it's feasible that that could carry over to this week at Sherwood? Absolutely. Yeah. Same type of surface. I think you're going to end up with greens rolling about 13, 13 and a half on the step meter, which is pretty fast. It's not quite bathtub fast, but it's fast enough to get your attention. Now there's going to be a little bit more movement to it. I mean, these holes kind of weave through canyons and I think you're going to end up with a, a little bit more creativity on the greens. Guys are going to have to kind of see the putt and it's going to be more speed and dropping them in the far side of the hole, as opposed to last week in the desert. But yeah, I think it'll be similar. Rex, uh, looking at maybe some course correlations here, and as you mentioned, this, of course, is a Jack Nicklaus design, so the first thing you think of on the PGA Tour is Muirfield Village is perhaps a corollary, but I found that perhaps uh, Harbortown, which is not a Nicklaus design for the RBC Heritage, uh, I looked at the past winners here, and granted, they were in limited fields, as you mentioned, but Zach Johnson, Graham McDowell, Jim Furyk, Davis Love, uh, guys that all feature uh, at, in Hilton Head pretty much uh, every single time they play. Did you find any other course corollaries, or what's similar here at Sherwood to other courses? No, I think you nailed it, and I don't even think you realize it. Actually, Jack Nicklaus was the, kind of the co-designer. It was the first time in Hilton Head. So he and Pete Dye actually kind of got together and, and did that golf course. And there are some things you can see when you play Hilton Head now that you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Jack. So I, I think you nailed it. It's a second-shot golf course. Um, I think uh, one pro explained it to me that, look, he's going to give you a bunch of room off the tee. And he, where he's going to really ask the demanding questions is around the greens and the approach shots. And you're going to end up having to hit some chip shots that you feel like you have to do that standing on your head. So that's really Jack sort of plays the golf course in reverse. And that's what you end up with this week. I mean, you're going to end up with some guys and some weird lies, and you're going to end up having to make some long putts for par. That being said, uh, Roy was talking about it today. There's conditions are relatively soft. I don't think they expect much wind. You have five par fives. I mean, it's their guys are going to go low this week. So uh, what players would that lead you to uh, look towards? I mean, uh, obviously, when I was thinking of RBC Heritage, first guy that comes to mind is the guy that won that tournament earlier this year, that being Webb Simpson. Uh, any other players you think might be good fits this week, uh, aside from maybe the guys at the top of the board? I mean, I'm just going to kind of go on, on recent form. Certainly Xander Schauffele mm -hmm. is a guy that you just can't ignore. I mean, you look at what he did last week and, he didn't win. He came, came up short a little bit, but you look at his consistency over the last few weeks and the fact that, I mean, we've just done it. We've compared the two golf courses from last week to this week. There's no reason to think he grew up in Southern California. Everything says he would be the guy to watch this week. I think the other guy that could be very, very interesting is Matthew Wolf. He grew up about 10 minutes from here in Agoura Hills. And this is sort of with the golf course. It was the Gilded Gates, right? I mean, he always kind of looked at this golf course from the outside in. And I think this is an opportunity for him. He's paired with Tiger, which normally would bring some pressure. It's the first time he's paired with Tiger Woods on the PGA Tour. But given that there's no fans, I think that's going to be mitigated a little bit. And I think he has something to prove. So those would be the two guys that really stand out.
He is Rex Hoggard. You can follow him on Twitter at Rex Hoggard. GC is a senior writer for GolfChannel.com and also a co-host for Golf Channel's morning show, The Morning Drive. And uh, is there anyone in the field, Rex, you mentioned a couple guys that you might uh, be looking to get to the winner's circle this week. How about some guys that you might feature betting against? Is there anybody that you think is maybe in poor form or is not a great fit for this golf course this week? I don't know about poor form, but I think he still has a ways to go with the Brooks Kapka. I mean, certainly you, he's coming off an injury. He's coming off an extended layoff. He finished in the top 30 last week in his first event in quite a while. And that's a good stepping stone. However, I think this is going to be a little bit more exacting this week. So I wouldn't, I don't know about betting against, but I certainly wouldn't bet for Brooks Kapka. So that's the one that would stand out to me. And then Tiger, I mean, we sort of addressed this before, but there's nothing in his game this year that leads me to believe that he's ready to sort of break out of this funk. And I know everyone's going to point to his record at this event during the hero world challenge. Again, he had to beat 17 other guys. That's entirely different than what he has this week. I wouldn't put him very high on my list either. Yeah. And also I'll add to that Jason day, of course, Brady, who I was on last week, who did withdraw in the fourth round. So uh, if you had him in your matchups or in your top uh, 10 props, uh, he had a rough start and then withdrew with the, uh, the sore neck, but uh, Rex, let's get to the masters Augusta national here in a few weeks, the November masters, as it were this year, uh, Looking at the top of the board, obviously Bryson DeChambeau, the man that won the last major at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, atop the board. But it's obviously the usual suspects. It's John Rahm, it's Justin Thomas, it's Rory McIlroy, Xander Schauffele now getting some support uh, as he got mine last week, and we'll get it this week as well. Uh, anybody else you're kind of looking to for the Masters that uh, maybe he's not getting a lot of chatter right now? Well, one guy you didn't mention that I think is is probably going to end up being in the conversation when it comes to Augusta national going forward throughout the, the entirety of his career, simply because I think he's got a grasp on the golf course at a very young age is Tony Finau. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we all remember what happened to him a few years ago. He had just unbelievably horrific <laughs> accident that he had during the part of three contest. And he snaps his ankle and almost wins somehow puts himself in contention that week for the tournament. And I just think he has the mindset. He has the game. Certainly he has the distance, but I, I don't, I think that's sort of, the element in his game that I would dismiss simply because he doesn't need it. It's sort of that effortless power. And we haven't discussed it, but I, and I don't know exactly how I feel about this, but if I was sitting down and I was looking at a seat, I think Phil Mickelson is going to get my attention for no other reason. Then look, he's got three green jackets and this is the one that sort of permeates his thoughts for the entire year. This is the one that means the most to him. And I, I think when you look at what he's done on the champions tour and granted that's only 54 holes and it's against an entirely different level of competition, but I think it's freed him up a little bit. And that, I just think Phil's going to have a good master's. And one thing Rex uh, mentioned about Finau, who's also uh, on my list, who I've already bet for this uh, Brady is that look, uh, it just feels like when he breaks through, it's going to be at somewhere like the masters. It's not going to be at the Punta Cana championship or, uh, or a smaller event. So I'm absolutely with Rex on that one, Brady. Rex, one more question for you before we let you go. And this is also related to the masters. One of the topics of conversation that we've been talking about is the shift from April to November and the difference in the weather you're down there. I'm sure you've been to Augusta and covered this uh, great tournament before in the past. Typically it's in the seventies, even the eighties. But now we shift to a time of year when the average temperatures are in the low to mid sixties. How do you think that changes how this tournament plays out? If at all. 
I think he's going to change the way the golf course plays. I mean, it's going to play cold and long. I asked Tiger specifically yesterday if he'd ever played it in November, and, and he's not really big on dates sometimes, but I was kind of amazed how he was able to re- recall this one really easy. It was 2001 because it was the year they made all the changes. Remember, they kind of tiger-proof, quote-unquote, tiger-proof the golf course. So he wanted to go and get an idea of what they'd done, so he went there in November, and he told the story about how cold it was and hitting driver three wood on 18 and hitting driver three wood on number one. And, and it's hard to wrap your mind around when you think about the way the golf course plays. But if we end up with those conditions and it's very likely we could where you get the North wind and you've got temperatures in the, in the high forties or, or low forties or low fifties, that it could be an entirely different golf course. And it's going to require a skill set that we kind of only see from a handful of players where, I mean, Bryson has, push this experiment to the extreme about how far he can hit the ball, but it's really going to end up being a long drive contest. And that's what it comes down to. Now the opposite of that, and Tiger made that argument, made this argument yesterday was it could end up being cold and windy, but it could still be, you know, if they don't get any rain, it could be hard and fast and we could end up with a Zach Johnson here. So there's a lot of unknowns. I think the one thing that everyone's sort of banking on right now is it being cold and windy. And I don't think there's going to be any azaleas. All right. Very interesting. Well, Rex, thank you so much for joining us and uh, look forward to the Masters and getting your take on that. And uh, also enjoy the Zozo Championship, my friend. Thanks for having me on. All right. That is Rex Hoggard of the Golf Channel, golfchannel.com. You can find his writing there and also find him on the morning drive. And that was uh, interesting. You know, you and I got into the weather of Augusta a little bit, but cool that he spoke with Tiger about it just yesterday down at Sherwood Country Club. And Tiger made the, you know, the, the also the devil's advocate side, if you will, that this could also turn into a Zach Johnson Masters. Absolutely. And you remember that Zach won it, I believe, I believe it was he won over par or won under par, but it was, it was right, right around there. Yeah, yeah, I, I forget. I think the it was 07. Yeah, so uh, when they made those changes, because I remember how high the scores were, because usually for a Masters, you're going to get either high single digits on a tough year, or you're usually going to get 12, 13 under, somewhere around there in that range. But uh, I'm interested to see how the weather is going to make this play and how these guys are uh, going to be able to approach it. I'm sure it's going to look spectacular. Oh, yeah. It always does. And we know that Augusta National closes down during the summer anyway uh, to, uh, to, to, to kind of take care of the course. It's basically open in the spring for the most part. So, uh, usually reopens around this time of yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. For, for folks to get some rounds in some, uh, late fall or early winter as it were down there in Augusta, Georgia. But I'm, I think that the weather could actually make it play different. I mean, we want to say that the usual suspects are going to be there, but, uh, this is going to be a different bird altogether for these guys. We'll talk more about it in our major implications segment coming up, but, uh, might be time to hold off on any more masters bets for now until we see truly what the weather forecast is for that week exactly of course they will tee it up at augusta on november the 12th we'll be back with the tiger tracker right here on long shots on vsin the sports betting network
My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Las Vegas was built on the deal. The two-for-one buffet, the prime rib dinner, a comp breakfast, a half-price comedy show. Renowned Las Vegas ambassador and travel insider Anthony Curtis's Las Vegas advisor is the industry leader in providing expansive choices, special offers, and exclusive insights on how to beat Las Vegas by never missing out on a deal while you're here. Go to LasVegasAdvisor.com and join the club today to receive the newsletter and the incredibly valuable coupon booklet. Drink specials, free slot play, slow shows, dinner blackjack, roller coaster rides, a massage at the spa. You name it, Las Vegas Advisor has a coupon for it that'll give you an edge. Get a jump on Las Vegas with the insight, the updates, and the endless opportunities to save you money by adding Las Vegas Advisor to your arsenal. That's LasVegasAdvisor.com. It's the what you know and the who you know to help save you money. LasVegasAdvisor.com. Join and start saving now at LasVegasAdvisor.com. 
Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. It is the Tiger Tracker portion of the program. And uh, Tiger, it'll likely be his last tune-up before the Masters here defending his title at the Zozo Championship. We haven't seen him a whole lot. Haven't seen him since the U.S. Open where he did struggle. Uh, and Wes, you have to figure with the lack of uh, tournament action that we've seen him this entire summer during the restart, you have to figure he comes in this week in good health, well-rested. He should be in prime condition to compete this week. Now, upon saying that, Mm -hmm. you have some news where he may play again. Yeah, I was going to say, but he actually, (laughs) when he uh, had his uh, pre-tournament press conference at Sherwood Country Club yesterday and met with the media, he brought up the subject of potentially adding the Houston Open, which is going to be the week before the Masters, only this time in November. Houston's been moved to the fall event. It was moved to the fall last year, but it used to be Houston was right before the Masters back when it was in late March, early April. But uh, it is going to be the week before the Masters. It is also the first tournament that's going to allow a limited number of fans. Right. Only 2,000 a day, but fans are fans. So it's going to change the dynamic from just like uh, relatives and uh, caddies and, you know, the like 100-some people you may get out there except for players and media and caddies. But uh he, pr- he approached that. He has not made a decision or a commitment. Obviously, he is not playing Bermuda next week. Right. So it's a rare occurrence for Tiger. I don't even know if he's played the Houston Open really in his career because it was always the week before the Masters that she doesn't play. So he's going to see how he feels, I think, for this week. But he wasn't really asked about it. He actually brought it up. Mm. So that tells me he is giving this definite serious consideration. Well, he is back down to 24 to 1 to win the Masters at Circa, 25 to 1 at the Westgate. And I think it's very interesting. This week at the Zozo, he's in the neighborhood of 35 to 1. You have a shorter price on him to win the Masters, Wes, in what is arguably a better field mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and also a larger number of players in the field. So I'm asking you, do you feel that is the book just protecting themselves because they know it's Tiger and it's the Masters and we're going to get flooded? 100, with 100 percent, Brady. Okay. They do not want to get exposed. They know they're going to get casual action because once we get closer, people are going to realize, oh, my God, it's the Masters. You know, the people that aren't entrenched in the golf year right. round. Sure. And look. We're going to have NFL. We're going to have college football in full swing. All the big conferences will be going. All the big teams will be in action. So you got the Masters on that weekend, a couple weeks before Thanksgiving, and all of a sudden people are going to be betting, and who are they going to want to root for? They're going to want to root for Tiger. I don't care if it's $10, $20, $100, $1,000, whatever it is. They're going to put it on him because that's who they want to root for. Wouldn't it be awesome to see him win this week and create that buzz for Augusta? Wow. It would certainly uh, generate more handle for the sports books around town, and uh, they would probably be dropping prices because all of a sudden uh, it's like, hey, this Woods guy still plays golf, right? Well, not too thrilling of a field this week uh, on the European Tour. A good tournament, the Italian Open. But while we have a couple of minutes here, Wes, give us uh, who is on Wes Reynolds's card this week over in Italy. Grazie, Brady. I will be <laughs> happy to give the listeners uh, my selections. Uh, Jordan Smith, 25 to 1. Uh, really, the way I approach this, Kurt Rosneck designed this course uh, in Italy called Cervo. So, a lot of guys that have played the course at the BMW International Open, uh, Mengchung Eichenfried, I believe is how you pronounce it, uh, are guys I went with this week. Jordan Smith, Matthias Schwab at 25. Audrey Arnos has been a very popular tip with a lot of handicappers around the world, so we might all be sinking or swimming with this guy. I got him at a good price, but he's in about the 25 range now. David Horsey 
Chris Paisley, Rickard Carlberg. So, uh, look, uh, had a guy uh, win last Sunday, Adrian Otegi, 9-under-63, won his first stroke play event on the Scottish Championship at 50-1. to So, could get another guy like that this week. I saw Jamie Donaldson is in the field this week. Haven't seen him in a long time. He's been playing a little bit this summer. All right. Well, that's uh, your Italian Open preview. We'll get back to stateside for the major implications segment when we return right here on Long Shots on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. that rates the highest in each factor is Bally High Golf Club, a tropical golf course paradise located on the Las Vegas Strip and in the shadows of some of the most famous hotels in the world. At Bally High, designed by award-winning architects Brian Schmidt and Lee Curley, you will find hundreds of mature palm trees, lagoon-like water features, beautiful bunkering, and a stunning clubhouse home to Sealy Restaurant and an indoor-outdoor patio experience and event space. The course offers Bluetooth technology, caddies upon request, jello shots, model-like beverage cards, staff, VIP service from curb to course and back again, high quality food and beverage and a par 3 challenge where you can double your money with one swing. The stunning Bally High Golf Club located in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip is a golf jackpot and there are many reasons why. Play today. To learn more about the Bally High experience or reserve your tee time, call 888-427-6678 or visit ballyhighgolfclub.com That's B-A-L-I-H-A-I golfclub.com it is the major implications segment here on Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. The next major championship on the calendar is, of course, the Masters. The November edition is just exactly 22 days away in Augusta, Georgia. And Shadow Creek, the venue last week, uh, received a lot of response. We talked about it here on our show. And then the players backed it up, specifically Ricky Fowler and uh, Rory McIlroy talked about this being a great tune-up for Augusta. And I think what's very interesting Wes, as you also have this week at Sherwood, very similar greens, Mm -hmm. very fast, bent grass surfaces like we have at Shadow and Augusta. And then we go into the Houston Open. Uh, We skip the Bermuda and go into the Houston Open, which is specifically set up to be a test to lead up to Augusta. So we have three tournaments. I figure you have to dive in and take a heavy look at when you start handicapping Augusta National. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And and really pure Ben, because at Sherwood, it used to be Ben overseeded with Poa Anwa. Okay. but, but not anymore after Jack, I think, made some renovations back in 2016, originally designed this in 1989. But, yeah, I do think that, I mean, the scoring is going to be a little bit higher right. at these events than probably you would expect at the Masters. I thought mid-teens probably is going to win at Shadow is certainly on the leaderboard, but 20 under won uh, the tournament. You'll probably be getting Monty similar. nailed that, too. Yeah, you'll probably get similar uh, this week as well. Uh, and this is a, it's not a very long course here at Sherwood, so it's not going to be a bomber's paradise. Uh, you really can be a second shot guy like Rex Hoggard say. I call it kind of a shot maker's course, which is why 
a guy that's uh, got a couple green jackets in his own right, I considered for this week. Eventually, he was one of the last guys I left off, but Bubba Watson, who obviously has won at the Masters, played very well last week, uh, by the way, at Sherwood. Uh, I think he was the leader in tee to green in the yes. field, which shows me that, look, those are the type of layouts that Bubba really likes, where it's not just, even though he's a powerful guy, where it's not just power, he likes to take different angles at pins. Mm -hmm. So, where he can kind of hit it all over the golf course and use all different angles is a setup that fits him. That's why I think he's been successful at the Masters really more than any uh, single other major. And uh, I think, uh, look, he could go very well at Sherwood this week. Not to tip my hand, he didn't make the card. But, uh, yeah, some guys that you're seeing playing well, like Xander Shoffley, who I'll talk about later, uh, those guys uh, – I, you would think would be a good fit for Augusta national going forward. How about this grouping of uh, certain players at certain odds? I found these two groups, very attractive. You have Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Xander Schauffele and Dustin Johnson. How about that five ball, right? They are all at 14 to one to win the masters. Then here's another grouping, Matthew Wolf, Terrell Hatton, Webb Simpson, Bubba Watson, Tony Finau, Hideki Matsuyama, Patrick Reed and Ricky Fowler all at 40 to one. Yeah, those two groups have some serious players. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a couple in the shorters and I've got a couple in the longers uh, there. And I was glad to see uh, Rex gave a little tip of the hand to Tony Finau, yeah. who uh, is back in the field last week. I know DJ was the primary uh, withdrawal last week from Shadow Creek, and he's also not going to be here at Sherwood, despite the fact he got 21 of the top 25 in the world. So a pretty darn good field. Uh, in, in its own right. But uh, Tony Finau is back here. He also had a positive COVID-19 test. So he's probably going to get at least a rep here and then maybe could play Houston uh, uh, the week before the Masters. So I think he will have enough reps going in. But, yeah, seeing those guys at, at 40, Patrick Reed also at 40, I think that's going to – that's going to go down because he went over to the BMW championship two weeks ago. Cause he's trying to play that race to Dubai over on the European tour as well and finished third and hadn't really played a lot of golf overseas. So to go uh, off the deck and finish third and be a contender for that tournament. And we know he's got a green jacket here. Uh, Bubba also at 40 to one. Uh, I have Wolf, but I have met a little better number. Uh, he could win. I mean, he was not very good last week at the CJ Cup, though. At one point, he was dead last. But you're probably going to get those erratic weeks with Matt Wolf. Yeah, and uh, it was a guest earlier on uh, Gil Alexander's program with Matt Brown and Danielle Alvari. Uh, um, his name is escaping me. Reed Fowler mm -hmm. uh, talked about Patrick Reed this week, and then also talked about Matthew Wolf. How you know he drives the ball so long, and, and you mentioned this, but it can be a little bit erratic. Mm -hmm. Now, now this week he may have a little bit more room. Shadow Creek, uh, you know, you're going to if you're missing the fairway there, you're behind all those uh, pine trees that yeah, Steve Wynn and, brought and in, they right? Grew, they grew the rough a little bit more at shadow yeah. Creek. I know some of the broadcasters on the telecast were saying, I wish they would have maybe done some things with the green complex instead of just trying to grow, grow the rough. It really didn't end up being all that punitive, but uh, it, it's a tree line course here as well. Uh, it has water on, on several holes. So uh, not quite a facsimile by any stretch, but fairly similar. The greens are pretty big here this week too. at Sherwood 7,200 square feet on average and like rex said 12 to 13 on the stem so probably a little gonna, bigger and a little faster yeah that's going to prepare you for augusta because that's what it's going to be it's going to be fast greens 12 and a half 13 on the stem meter even in november
And I know you have Matthew Wolf already on your card for uh, Augusta National at 50 to 1. I did not add anybody this week. I have uh, Dustin Johnson and, uh, excuse me, I have Adam Scott and Bubba Watson that I bet before the pandemic. I have added Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, uh, Scotty Scheffler, and uh, Hideki Matsuyama. Now, I know you have Wolf and Finau and Rahm. Uh, Matt Humans did not add anybody as well. And, and I mentioned it in the last segment uh, when we were talking about the weather. I may just wait until I see exactly what the forecast is because Tiger Woods himself alluded to it. Mm -hmm. it. It could favor the longest of long hitters, or it could be a Zach Johnson type masters. If the wind really blows and it gets cold. Right. And uh, my one ad this week was just Sanders Shoffley, just okay. kind of on the principle of like, well, he's going to win something really soon because he had the lowest score at the tour championship fifth at the U S open second uh, at uh, uh, the CJ cup at shadow Creek last week. So it's like, this guy's been so close, and I think he's got several straight top fives in, ma in majors, so it's coming. He just uh, is trying to kick down the door. He's been awful close all summer long. We'll get to our plays for the Zozo Championship coming up next in our match play segment. We'll check on Matt Humans' outrights for a winner this week, Wes Reynolds with some head-to-head matchups, and myself when we come back right here on Long Shots. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Indeed.com studio here at South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa, if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. It is the final segment of the Long Shots program, the match play segment where we get to our plays, Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds, and myself. And uh, we will start with Matt Humans. Humans uh, does not have any head-to-head matchups uh, this week. And, you know, I-, I was in the same boat as uh, Matt this week, Wes. I looked at the board, and I did not come up with any. And, and I'm going to give away one of your plays right now, uh, Sunjay M over Jason Kokrak in a head-to-head matchup. And I looked long and hard at that, and, and I think I understand your thinking there. It's a fade of Kokrak off of his very first PGA Tour victory, 230-some starts. I mean, and it th- was in Las Vegas. There, Yeah, probably maybe a little bit of a party going on. But he goes from the ultimate pinnacle, uh, and I think that leaves a lot of room for a drop-off. I mm-hmm. just didn't love the price with him over Kokrak, so I stayed away from that one. Um, but if we have the graphic of uh, Matt Eumann's uh, outright winners, uh, if you could put that up. I know he's on Webb Simpson, and once again, he's going to the well with Xander Shoffley, Colin Morikawa, Matthew Wolf, and Joaquin Neiman, and a few of those guys, I think, Wes, when we do our handicap of this course, uh, you look at guys that are great with the irons and past winners here, Luke Donald, uh, Graham McDowell, Tiger Woods, guys that have won the, uh, the World Challenge Series that was run here between 2000 and 2013. Certainly Colin Morikawa, Joaquin Neiman, uh, Xander Shoffley, Webb Simpson, those guys fit that iron play mold. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Matt and I actually match up on uh, on a few of these. Uh, I almost played Colin Marikawa. I, I used him, uh, I believe, uh, I believe it was last week. Uh, and uh, look, with the Irons, this is a shorter course, obviously. Another quote-unquote home game for him because he's a Southern California guy. Rex Hoggard, also our guest earlier, mentioned Matthew Wolf. Uh, grew up about 10 minutes from here in Agora Hills. So he makes sense, even though this course wouldn't necessarily, you'd feel, be the prototype for kind of the one of the young bomb and gougers that Matthew Wolf is. So uh, he felt, he kind of felt to me like the sexy pick this week. Yeah. And so I stayed away. Yeah. Cause I, I tried to do that too, even though I'm on, I'm on the chalk, which I'm, which I rarely am. So he's kind of one of the trendy picks as well, but uh, I'll give a mention for Joaquin Neiman though. He was, I had him last week. He finished sixth. He's been was playing very well. solid. Uh, good on the bent grass too. And uh, when you put my plays up, I'll give even a further explanation. Uh, he was a guy that played really, really well at the RBC Heritage yes. this summer. And I'm glad Rex mentioned that Jack Nicholas was part of that with Pete Dye. It is a Pete Dye course at Harbortown, which you played a few weeks ago uh, in Hilton Head. And I looked at a lot of those guys. I know it was back in June, but I, I thought it was a good correlation of form. Uh, I'll start on mine up top. Just Xander. I'm just going to bet him until he wins. It, yeah. it, it just feels like you kind of have to do that. Uh Webb Simpson, winner at the RBC Heritage. 
And he's played this. A lot of the guys haven't played Sherwood because they weren't playing back in 2013 or 2000 to 2013 when the hero, when the, not the hero, but back then the Chevron. It was World a number Challenge. of different, yeah. yeah. Number of different and, sponsors. And Tiger was the host right. of the event at Sherwood. Now that was only like 18 to 20 players in the field, but Webb does have experience. So I thought, you know, Webb makes a lot of sense this week. Uh, I think this is the type of course. It's a 7,000-yard golf course. And usually on kind of them shorter par 72s or par 71s, uh, Webb is very good. Uh, six top 20s and three top 10s over his last seven starts. So he's not in poor form no. by any stretch. But seeing him win at the RBC, and you look at the guys that have won not only the RBC, but at Sherwood, Jim Furyk, Graham McDowell, uh, Luke Donald is like Mr. Bridesmaid there, and he's won here before. So I thought he kind of fit there. And then uh, Daniel Berger tied for third at the RBC Heritage. Uh, he's cooled off a little bit from his summer form, so he's drifted back up in the price range, but could be a good spot for him. He's probably not going to get invited to this year's Masters unless mm -hmm. he maybe wins again. Uh, so I don't think he's necessarily playing for a spot because that field has been cut off. He is in next April's already. Right. So uh, now he can just focus on playing good golf and winning golf tournaments and not worry, oh, my God, I got to qualify for the Masters. It's like if those dudes in the green jackets invite him, he'll play. Well, if you they look don't, at, they don't look at uh, uh, Webb Simpson and Daniel Berger's stats. And these are 2020 stats. They're fourth and sixth in par five scoring uh, 13th and 17th in strokes gained putting sixth and 34th in strokes gained approach 18th and 48th in driving accuracy ninth and 28th in par three scoring. And I looked at par three and par five scoring this week because there's five of each right. on this golf course. Only it's not eight like par the fours. usual par seven right. two where you and, have uh, yeah. I mean, as far as the stats go Webb Simpson and Daniel Berger jump off the page yeah and and then I played them uh, as well as Matt Fitzpatrick and mm -hmm. Matt Fitzpatrick doesn't really fit the RBC correlation but he was very good at the memorial yes he was recall, earlier this summer when Bones McKay was on his bag and uh and look, he was uh, uh, fairly solid last week, 12th place after a seventh the week before in England. Uh, putter is best club in the bag, and it really didn't fire for him, but he was seventh in approach for the field. And power off the tee is going to be a little bit negated here. So that kind of falls into Fitz's wheelhouse. And then, as I mentioned, the memorial, he was third there at Nicholas Design Mirfield Village. So I thought he made a lot of sense. And then uh, longer shot I'm going to go with is actually – the local guy really didn't fare that well here in the in the last two tournaments. He was like 45th and 43rd. Kevin Na, mm -hmm. who goes on the drift. So now he's over like triple digits, basically. And uh, I think this course is actually more his speed than the two Vegas courses where it's considered a home game. Of course, uh, Kevin Na lives out in Southern Highlands, so plays there most often. But uh, runner up at Mirfield Village a couple of years, a few years ago, where he lost the playoff to Matsuyama, I believe. And then he was top 10 earlier this summer there. RBC Heritage also kind of fits that mold. He's not one there, but five top tens there. So I think Kevin Nod triple digits would be a guy that if you're looking maybe if not just for outright, but top five, top 10 win props, he could be a guy to get there for you. Yeah, no, I think Kevin Na makes a lot of sense. And and we certainly cross over on some of my plays. Uh, and you mentioned Bubba Watson earlier in the program. I found myself on Watson again. I was on him at Shadow Creek last week. He ended up finishing seventh. Uh, Justin Ray, our buddy uh, uh, from the 15th Club, sent out a tweet earlier today that I thought was really interesting. 
if you go back to the PGA Championship, the top five guys on tour in strokes gain T to green, Dustin Johnson is number one. Bubba Watson mm-hmm. is number two. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had another fantastic week. He was Broke number one in the field. field yep. Number one in the field, T to green. I think he was second in approach. I mean, he just had a tremendous week at, at Shadow Creek, but the putter did not cooperate. So maybe getting that same type of putting surface for the second week in a row, that putter can get hot for Bubba. And we know how he can putt on quick bent grass greens. He's won the Masters twice. I went with Hideki Matsuyama, Bubba Watson, and Matthew Fitzpatrick for a lot of the same reasons you mentioned, the, the memorial uh, correlation there, the Jack Nicholas design, Muirfield Village. Also, those three guys are tremendous putters on bent grass greens, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I went with Simpson, too. You can't ignore the stats. Simpson's primary putting surface is Bermuda, but uh, we saw him have a real high finish at Augusta last year. And, and, and Webb, let's be honest, is one of the finest players in the world no matter what. So those were my four guys there. Simpson, of course, the Harbortown correlation. And Matthew Fitzpatrick, he does have some Harbortown correlation as well. A couple of top 15s at uh, Harbortown. And, and you mentioned that I played there not long ago. It really makes sense when you've seen that golf course and you – take that over to Sherwood and listen to how people are telling you it's going to take strong iron play and accurate iron play and good short game because Harbortown is narrow. Yeah. You've got to be accurate off the tee and you better be hitting good approach shots. So if that's true at Sherwood, I saw it firsthand. So I, I went with those guys, great iron players, good putters on, on bent grass. And, and, and again, Webb is a, a very statistical play. For and me. this isn't an overwhelmingly long course. It's going to play for the pros this week. About Pretty darn short, 70, right? 73. So a little under 7,100 yards. So a little bit shorter than like a Riviera and obviously Bubba Watson. Uh, yep. Riviera is harder than Sherwood, I think, by most standards. But uh, uh, Bubba has played well there. So that was the one I left off that I kind of considered because I'm trying to limit him. And then I was like, you know, Bubba makes a lot of sense. And I just found myself on other guys. Uh, Sherwood, by the way, uh, a very well-known course because this is the first PGA Tour event to be held at Sherwood. Yes. But – for official events. Uh, yeah, right. The, the silly season, yeah, what they used the to have. The Shark Shootout used to be here. Mm-hmm. The uh, the World Challenge. Uh, the first ever primetime live golf match, if you remember, uh, when Tiger Woods and David Duvall were 1-2 in the world. They had that showdown at Sherwood. So the first time under the lights, uh, which was a really cool event. So uh, a lot to be uh, uh, noticed about this course. This course also is very frequented by celebrities. A lot of different celebrity members here. Uh uh, Joe Pesci, uh, Sly Stallone, Caitlyn Jenner. You've got a lot of Hollywood people. Also, celebrity members here, the course record holder, that being Dustin Johnson with the 61. Wayne Gretzky. Him, him, yeah. and, him and his uh, daddy-in-law uh, are, are members here. So he was one I was going to look at, much I, like I looked at uh, last week, because this is kind of almost an ex-official home course for DJ. But he's not uh, in the field this week, so I'm guessing we're not going to see him at Houston, that he's going to be off until the Masters. So uh, maybe that works well for him. But uh, I would think he would get one round in. And yeah. it could be next week at Bermuda, maybe yeah. Houston. But I would think he would want one rep, if you will, before he teed it up in Augusta. Yeah, that'll be interesting because uh, I, I had the winner at Houston last year, Lanto Griffin. It was a weak field, though. It was one of the weaker fields that you ever saw at a Houston Open. That always got a great field. It always had Phil Mickelson in it. always had yeah. some really top guys in Phil it, will so. probably be there again. And he usually of, plays the week before. Speaking of Phil, he's two for two on the Champions Tour. He won last <laughs> week at uh, five to two. And who was second? 
second, Mike Weir. I was trying to figure out who the last time one, two were both lefties, and it had been a long time since Weir was on there. So congratulations to Phil. As uh, I found it funny looking at the stats, he was first in driving distance. Yeah. Dead last in driving accuracy, by the it's way. About but very Mickelson ish. Phil it? is like the Bryson DeChambeau of the Champions Tour now because he can just bomb and gouge it. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Long Shots. Next week, it is the Bermuda Championship, and Ryan Burr of the Golf Channel will join us to help us break it down. Keep it here on VSIN and VSIN.com, the Sports Betting Network. Cash some long shots, hit some long shots, and enjoy, and enjoy the Zozo Championship, everybody. Good night. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.